I'll do it anyway. Fuck it. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 37 of Beyond the Smokestacks. I'm joined by my co-host, Christian. What's up, Christian? Uh, it's, it's going. Uh, you know, uh, very busy day in the world of football. So uh, both from our... Uh, for our team and the league as a whole, and it's also um, it also looks like Blade Runner twenty forty nine outside, so that's fun. <laughs> and our other co-host, Davi, what's good? Um, Messi came to MLS, but just to the wrong fucking franchise. So <laughs> thanks, thanks, Leo. I hope to see you soon. <laughs> and we are joined by a very special co-host for episode thirty seven, none other than former host of Dudes in Blue, Joe Amato. What's up, Joe? Yo, what's up, man? Thanks so much for uh, reaching out. This is going to be fun, I think. His triumphant return to NYCFC Pod Nation. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I got a lot of problems with you people. (laughs) (laughs) Now now you're going to hear about it. So, Joe, we do a... We we call it rapid fire, but it turns into muzzle-loading questions. (laughs) Um, So, first question right off the bat. Favorite current... NYCFC player. Oh my god. This is a really bad time to ask that question, dude. <laughs> yeah. None of like a really bad time. I'll tell you what, I mean, the only player that actually seems dangerous to me when he's on the field is Gabby Pereira. It's it's it may be like a, an easy one, but uh, he's the only one to me that actually seems like he's worth being out there at the moment. I think I think most people would agree with you right now. Gabby Pereira gets like a lot of burn. Uh, it's usually him, Chino, or Sands. I feel like that's like been like the most consistent answers to that question. I don't think Sands has been cutting it. I don't know about uh, Cheneau either. Uh, I, I think Santi should be up there with level of production. I feel like his productivity is kind of, kind of plateaued a bit, but I feel like it's kind of also down to like who, who's who's putting away the passes for him, like like clinically. Yeah, but he's also all over the place. He's not. He's he doesn't have a, a he doesn't have a like a stock role so much like he did the past uh past year or so he's kind of trying to be everything and and i think that's that's what's kind of making him not shine as much as i i want him to and as much as he could he's trying he's trying to fill in the shoes that maxi left that's that's what he's trying to do i i i think a lot of the answer like a lot of the answers being like james sands and maxim you know i think it's mostly just acknowledging like past accomplishments with the club because they were both part of the championship winning team uh, that's and, fine we can't be romantic about the past though we we suck yeah yeah no i i agree and uh, anybody who consistently listens to this pod i think will will know that we're pretty much in the same boat there joe sorry i know you said no it's, it's muzzle loading sorry joe. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine that's fine that's what we're here for it's civil war yeah. civil war rapid fire questions over here let's go let's go <laughs> uh favorite all-time nycfc player oh man that's that's a tough one um, tough in a much better pass. way. I think it. Yeah, pass. <laughs> I don't. Uh, it's it's hard because like minus all of the off the field shit, like you know what what David Villa did for the team. It, it's really hard to ignore that when you're talking about on the field. So yeah. for anybody that's gonna take that freaking clip out of context. I'm talking about on the field. There was, I feel like nobody put in as much work as he did. It's very hard to not pick him like all time. First ever signing um, too. Yeah, it's just yeah, uh, I mean, the story behind it and what he did. And yeah. off the field, complete and utter dirtbag. But on the field, he put the team on his back like for three seasons. <laughs> and I can't really. I don't know who else did it to that extent. 
Uh, that's why it's really difficult for me to, to, to pick. That's why I said pass. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, we can always go with David Villa 2.0. Tati. I, I, yeah, I, I, you could say, I mean, I don't, Tati wasn't my favorite. I mean, the guy ended up scoring goals in the latter stage of his, you know, of his, uh, of his stay with us, but it took him a while to get adjusted. So it was really, I didn't like him for a long time. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, that it's, when you say all time, mm-hmm. when you say all time, the entire time it was David Villa. We've got it, it's kind of the same thing over at Girona where he didn't really score enough goals until he had that breakout game against Real Madrid. And he scores what? He scored four goals against Real Madrid and everybody loves goals, him. Man. We've also got Crazy. We've got an answer in uh, in this question for for uh, Quadrupoku. <laughs> Twice. Oh dude, good old number 88. He was 88, <laughs> yeah. wasn't he? We yeah. want Poku. We <laughs> want Poku, dude. That was like that was early days. That was when like everybody was super fired up, and it was it was just it was great. It was awesome. It, would you guys like hate me if I said mixed discaru? <laughs> no, <laughs> I would never. Absolute, we could throw we could legend. throw we could throw Ned Grabavoy in there. <laughs> uh, oh, I was I was at that game where he scored two goals, and those were only two goals of the season. We were like, what is happening right now? What about Lord? Um, what about Lord Nemec? Uh, Lord Nemeth. Oh my gosh! Yeah. No, no you, you, got, you got to go with the you got to go with the greatest keeper of all time, Josh Saunders. <laughs> Absolutely, a hundred percent, dude. Honestly, a dudes in blue favorite. If you guys remember, we had a special place in our heart for Thomas McNamara. Thomas. Yeah. Uh, the pride of West Nyack. He was just like he, he. We just loved him so much, and like he scored like four or five goals for us, but they were all absolute angers. And uh, he only knew how to score one type of goal, and it was from, you know, 25, 30 yards out. But are, are we talking about long hair, don't care, Tommy Mack? Or are we talking about prim and proper, Tommy Mack? No, 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 no. Long hair, don't care. Yeah, no, <laughs> long hair, don't care. Where he got into a fight with uh, with Tim Howard when he threw his headband. Uh, yeah. It was... Then he fucking dunked on him the next year. <laughs> it was great. Tommy Mack, gotta love him. But... Yeah, all time it's hard to hard to got, got not. fouled a lot back in the day, huh? If you go back and watch the footage, you got fouled a lot. Yeah, he was. I mean, did he was saucy? He was, you know, he he yeah, he did the dirty work. He's like Andres Jason, but with some type of skill and, a, <laughs> and he could fit. He could good, yeah. <laughs> but good. Andres Jason, but good. <laughs> all right, question three: favorite NYCFC kit. Mm. I gotta say the. Um... Oh, dude. I love the original, the black alternate kits. Uh, yeah. I love those kits so much. I did like... Um, what I, can I throw a parlay kit in there? Yeah, as long sure. as we won it in a game. The dark, dude, the dark, the dark parlay with the light blue accent. Yeah. I still wear yeah, that jersey dude. a lot. Um, but but I got to love that. That first alternate kit was just... Uh, there's a special place in my heart I'm for that trying, kit. I'm trying to find one of them, but they're like impossible to find now. It's, yeah. So, so I have a tradition because the black kit gets said so much from the 2015 season. Whenever someone says that, I immediately think, "Okay, what's your least favorite?" Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the orange kits. Oh, the Volt kit. Yeah, um, my favorite. <laughs> is it your favorite? I mean, <laughs> you know what? It was, it was such a deviation from like what they from what they did that I was like, "Oh, I mean, I think they're okay. They're just not my favorite." 
They're just yeah, not, no. they're probably my, like, if I had to rank them, it's probably my least favorite. I really also like the, uh, I really like the blue hypno kits. <laughs> yeah, me too. I like the hypno kit too. He, he always wore a hypno kit, right? If I recall correctly, you always wore it on the pod, didn't you? I think I always wore it. I think I always wore it at the game. I felt like it was like my good luck jersey. And then, uh, and then I would wear it on the pod a lot too. Yeah. Is that back when we, no. is that back when, when we actually won at home or? Yeah. That was, I think back when we won <laughs> games period. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I mean, I'm sh- uh, I'm sure that I mean, you, you guys are one of the uh, uh, NYCFC pod OGs. Um, so, but for anybody who might be listening, who maybe wasn't around back then, because um, we have picked up. I mean, obviously, when when you win a championship, you pick up new fans, new listeners, things like that. Um, and we are a new podcast. We just started back in January of 23. Um, but I think that maybe anybody would like to hear your um, NYCFC origin story. Um, how you found this club, how you fell in love with this club, why you decided to have a 174-episode podcast for this club, and why we continue to watch this club go through um, almost unprecedented losing or winless streaks. Yeah, that's a really good question. So uh, my my love started in 2015 for, for the team. Um, I will say, so I'm, I'm from upstate New York. I'm about an hour and 20 minutes north of, uh, of Yankee Stadium in Orange County. And so they were, you know, they were a little bit far away for me, but I um, started uh, paying attention to the team in that first, in that first season. I wasn't a season ticket holder right away. And then big, big Italian guy seeing Andrea Pirlo come over. Uh, my first actual NYCFC game was Pirlo's debut at Yankee Stadium when he came on. Uh, I think he came on as a sub, if I'm not mistaken. Bellucci. And... Um, that was it, dude. I was at that first game, and I was like, I'm hooked. I went home. I called the ticket reps. I bought season tickets and then uh, sat in Section 109 for four years, I guess, I think it was. And um, and that was that was it, man. Like, I was I like hardly ever missed a game. And what, what ended up happening with the show was, so my cousin and I, we kind of like we kind of fell for it at the same time. And after every game and before every game, we got so hooked. We just started talking about the team so much that we said, we should just start a, a podcast. There's a couple of podcasts out there. I was like, I, I can make it happen. Like in my line of work, this is what I do. And, um, we just started, we started recording our conversations and then releasing them as podcasts. And then it became dudes in blue. And then like really quickly, you know, was able to, get press access and getting on the field and in the locker rooms. And then we turn into a live show and it just became this awesome thing. Um, just from this, this team that I fell in love with back in 2015. Awesome. Um, and then to, to present present date, are, do you still regularly attend NYCFC matches? Are you still a season ticket holder? I'm not a season ticket holder uh, anymore. It was uh, it was just it was hard for me to get to matches. So like my my family grew, and like I said, I'm an, I'm an hour and a half uh, north of the city, and it's it's you know on a on a Saturday night, it's very difficult to uh, take this like five six hour chunk out of my family time of the weekend to go and do this. So um, you know as my kids as my kids get older, I have a seven year old and a two year old, and as they get older, you know that. I, I would love to bring them to games. Uh, my seven-year-old more so than my two-year-old because he's just a maniac. But um, 
But yeah, I, I, I miss I, I miss going. I don't miss the ride down there, but uh, but I do miss going to games. Not so much lately, but I definitely miss it uh, quite a bit. It's it's kind of tough for now, especially with like most of the games being set at seven thirty p.m. kickoff, and then like after that, like you're you're basically forced to go home. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I just became a season ticket holder last year, uh, and uh, so last year was a pretty good year to do it. I mean, we we only lost one game at home all year, uh, and uh, you know, I got to see them win their only home playoff game, which was fun. Uh, but this year, it's been significantly less of a good time. So I don't think that you're. I wouldn't take that. Even if you didn't have young kids, I, I would still say don't take that trip. It's just a waste of your time. <laughs> it's, it's this year for sure. This year, for you got to teach them young, but you got to you got to kind of spread out the the trips with. with yeah, them. yeah, but. Yeah, but the, the whole entire point of, like, raising kids is to protect them from the world until you can't, you know? <laughs> to protect them from NYCFC until you can't, you know? Like, like it, like it, it's like, a, I don't know, like, I, I hate the Red Sox. I'm a lifelong Yankees fan, but I have seen Fever Pitch, and I do remember that scene in the beginning where he takes him to Fenway, and then he falls in love with uh, the Red Sox. He's like, don't do that. They'll break your heart, kid. And, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's kind of like that with NYCFC right now. Yeah, and, and I, I try to get... I try to get my kids to watch uh, to watch the game. My son will sit with me for like 15, 20 minutes at a time. Uh, my older son will sit with me for like 15 minutes at a time, and then that's about it. He'll get bored, uh, and rightfully so. Ain't shit happening on the field, so I do yeah. too. I'm, I'm on TikTok for half the game because uh, it ain't happening on TV. Ask back so, FC. <laughs> so yeah, are it's, it's a tough a, time to be a fan. Are you a subscriber to Apple TV? Is that how, you, how you're consuming the games? Yeah. What do you think, yeah. of, that? What do you uh, think of that product? Uh, I think the presentation is I I think it uh, from a technical standpoint it looks way better than it did on Yes or on ESPN or on any of those uh, those over the you know over the air uh, channels, but I think it's a huge fucking mistake uh, on on the part of MLS because you know I'm not this is just um, you know an, an anecdotal experience here but like you know my grandmother 85 years old religiously watched this team right? She can't anymore because she's fucking 85. She doesn't have an Apple TV. She doesn't have a smart TV. Got like, we can barely get her to watch like the Italian station on cable. Now I got, we got to explain to her how to log into Apple TV and do all this kind of shit. So like if you were, if you were not a fan before, it's going to be very hard for you to become a fan now. Right. And, and uh, I don't care that some of the games are free. It doesn't fucking matter. If you're not on television, with with live sports, it's going to be very difficult to grow a fan base. I, I agree. Uh, I I've had my individual like criticisms of Apple TV, like 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 MLS season pass as a product itself. Like seeing Bradley Phillips and fucking Sasha Kleshian before Dude. every single production is fucking annoying. Hearing no hearing NYCFC a, representation whatsoever. Hear, but yeah, but that was like that beforehand too. It was yeah. we never got any fucking love anywhere. So like. Yeah. And also, like, 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 they were easy. They they brought Steve Cangelosi in, like, to call games. I have no problem with Steve Cangelosi at all. He's a great broadcaster. However, he's a Red Bull guy, and he's calling. I feel like almost every other Red Bull game on top of it. Yet, you Joe Tolleson is spending his days of our games at the stadium talking with Troy Press, the uh, the the uh, the stadium host, um, pregame and halftime. You couldn't like Joe Tolleson isn't good enough for this like production. I've heard some of your play-by-play guys. They're they're awful. not good. They're not. Yeah. They're not good. That's uh, actually my so my my biggest 
problem, aside from the fact that it's going to be very difficult to grow a fan base by doing a subscription only through streaming, is the fact that our local commentators are gone. There yeah. is there's something about having Joe and Ian on the broadcast who are behind the team every freaking broadcast, win or lose, versus some completely unbiased or sometimes biased uh, members of the broadcast team that that really are just there to just call a game. They have nothing. There's no skin in the game. Joe and Ian, they love this fucking team. Yeah. I mean, I missed that. I missed that. Just, they're just there for the paycheck, to be honest. Uh, I, I mean, and, and Joe has a good career. You know, he works at the Garden. You know, he does Rangers games. Like, but he still found time this year to be a part of the club right. and to have some kind of role, even though the people who generally love him, who watch the game from home and not necessarily from the stadium, don't even know that he is. I mean, like, you really couldn't get him on board. I know Ian Joy's got, like, that cozy, like, nice job with, I think, CBS now. CBS, but, I think, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, like, like, like you're, you're Apple. Like, you couldn't throw... You couldn't throw Joe and Ian a bag, like, 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 and then, like, even as an unbiased, like, I watch a lot of different teams with a lot of good broadcasting, you know, like teams and everything like yeah. that. The, Joe is one the of thing the is, best play-by-play guys. I've but they would have had to. But the way that this deal was structured, it looks like they would have had to bounce around from team to team anyway, they, because they, there's they, no. They would have split. They would have split. Like, like there's no stock one, team that's that is that is dedicated to the club. You know, it's yeah. like one week Ian and Joy, like Ian and Joy are together, and then like the next, the um, the next week they're 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 stuck with, got like who like. Yeah, it's people. Brian Dunseth and Steve Cangelosi. Like it's two random, <laughs> two randos. Like I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and that's also, that's my also issue the fact when, when they did the NYCFC uh like the preview for the season, you could clearly see Steve Cangelosi had a fucking framed Red Bull shirt on on his floor, and it was like in frame. All you got to do is watch. Just watch MLS 360. Just watch the stupid 360, and you got two assholes in the middle, right? And uh, neither of them are going to be for NYCFC. I, I like, uh, I think Kevin Egan's on it occasionally. I'm a big fan of yeah. Kevin Egan. Um, Kaylin Kyle. I, yeah, I, yeah, it's fine. But, like, you can't have these two jackasses reviewing an NYCFC game. No, you yeah. that, that you, whole. That you whole, saw what, what happened, happened with uh, Brother I Phillips when they the did jersey. The, the jersey. They tossed him. He let it hit the floor. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? Like, give me a fucking break, guys. Like, have have a little bit of decorum. I You don't play anymore. Uh, we have a cup and you don't, you, 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 you scored seven goals on us one game. Big fucking deal. We have a and star. And they still celebrate it like it's a fucking cup. So, right. so speaking of that cup, I'm going to part, since you're, since you've been around for a while, you're an OG. Um, one of the questions I asked the people who I know who have been around for a little while is where were you on December 11th, 2021? And what did it mean to you? So, I, I, all right, I'll tell you, and I'm going to try not to get uh, a little emotional on this. I'm kind of mad that you're asking me this. Sure. But, so, 2021 was a pretty bad year for us. We actually, so I, as you know, uh, me and Anthony, my uh, my co-host for Dudes in Blue, we're cousins. We've been close, uh, close growing up all year, uh, all our lives. And that year was really difficult. We lost, my, we lost our grandfather to COVID at the beginning of that year. And um, it was really, really just a shitty year. But what was really interesting about that was that we had Italy win the Euro, which we were in tears over because this that was like my grandfather's like we we were just we just felt him there, and then and my grandfather, <laughs> and my grandfather was also a huge NYCFC fan, 
So to watch Italy win the Euro in the summer and then fast forward to December, I immediately FaceTimed my cousin and uh, we were just we were just we were just crying. We were just like we, we just like we felt him there. It was it was it was so wild. It was like so emotional um, to see that happen. And uh, like we, we miss him very, very much. But we feel like he had something to do with that to an extent. With both of with both of those wins, seeing Italy and NYCFC that year, it meant both in penalty shootouts too. Both in PKs, dude. It it was a very emotional year, all right, from start to finish, and that was like to cap it off like that was uh, was was unbelievable. I was right, I was in my basement watching it with uh, with my other cousin, and when uh, yeah, when Collins hit that hit, hit it in, it was just. Just, um, just emotion like crazy, man. I'll never. It's one of the things I'll never forget. For such a shitty year, it, that was that was a nice way to end it. I've uh, I I I'm, I'll leave it like basically how you explained it. Like there, there's something special about that day. Like like it's the best sports memory I I have of all time. But like I've and I've got you know I've seen my team win a World Series. I've seen my team win a Stanley Cup. I'm a Devils fan, not a Rangers fan. Sorry, New York. That's uh, just it's just the way it is. And you know, like I've seen my team win a Super Bowl, uh, but I've that 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 wave of a, that feeling, like I can't describe it, and I couldn't even tell you about it. But I would remember it if I felt it again. And it's just, yeah, no, it's something else. Can I can I add something to that? Yeah, as sure. far as like, I think I think what made it even more like special or whatever you want to call it was the fact that. Uh, at least I could speak for me and and you know for my cousin, we were there from the beginning. You yeah. were not there when the Devils were founded. You were not there when the Yankees were founded. You saw this team go through major downs and and the highest high they can possibly have, all within a, a, a seven year span. Uh, no, six years was it? Six years? I think it was six years. Seven. Yeah, seven. Um, seven. that was seven. Yeah, over mm-hmm. a seven year span, you got to see it all from the beginning. So there's something about being there from the start to seeing that making it way more impactful, at least to me, than watching the Yankees win a World Series or, you know, whatever else you want to say. So yeah. si- similar to your story, I, I ha- my, my mother passed away um, in April of 21. And she that was actually one of the main reasons why I, I decided on a week's notice, less than a week's notice, to fly across the country to Portland to witness to witness that game and similar to what you said like you, you just it feels like just a wave of emotion flows over you when when something like it's almost like she was letting me know that it's okay to be happy again like when, right when, when they won the cup um yeah so it's definitely yeah, it's, uh, it was it was definitely a cathartic experience yeah same for me i mean my, my grandfather also passed away the, the the week of the season starting so uh wow. he, he was he was already not doing well um he he was already like his last few his last few days. Um, you know he came over to visit in October 2020, and he was staying at my aunt's house. And then everybody in that house got COVID except for him. So it was a miracle that he actually evaded COVID in a household that everybody got infected with it. So then they moved him over to somebody else's house, and then you know we we ended up saying goodbye to him. He went back to went back to his house, and then he, uh, you know one day, uh. At, at around like two three a.m., um, early early in the morning in in a day in uh, in April, he just got a heart attack and passed away. That was yeah, essentially dude. his final his final moments here on on the planet with us. So, 
um you know at the start of the season it was really tough really impactful you know you never never want to go through that pain of losing a loved one so uh you know i i, I essentially he i essentially graduated with him in my heart you know i i'm pretty young so uh in 21 i graduated high school and you know i wasn't really didn't really know where i was going you know with covid and everything you know it was kind of kind of felt lost in a way but you know but through this team i kind of felt like okay like this is i, I want to do something like that revolves around this team i want to do something you know that kind of makes me feel like i, I i'm living well like i'm you know because if, if you do you follow your passion you're never going to work a day in your life which sure. is the saying so um you know through this team you know kind of went through the difficult stages of that you know went through the rough stretch followed the team you know uh fortunately we lost on opening day of that season but then we kind of wrote the ship you know it was a really it was a real roller coaster that season um if you if you look back at it you know we we go we start slow as we usually do you know th then we pick we pick up a few wins to this day we're the only we're the only eastern conference team to go to lafc and win like to this mm. day i don't know if you knew that but we're the only no, team no. <clears throat> to to win at bank bank of california well mls as team. an eastern conference team. didn't leon just beat them there? yeah mls team yeah yeah, Eastern Eastern Conference Eastern MLS, Conference, yeah. like East, like Eastern Conference, we're the only team in the regular season to get three oh, points okay. in that stadium. Right on. Yeah, so but yeah, that was yeah. that was a, that was a tough year. Yeah, so and, then and a good one. You know, <laughs> at the same yeah, time, it, it, it ended it ended pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it ended pretty well. That's that's all that matters. Just finish strong, finish that's strong, and you you start you finish. Up. And and listen, that's what they that's what NYCFC did that that year because every, I feel like every season. Uh, when we get to like that August September stretch, we can't find the back of the net to save our lives, and I just I just kept saying I'm like, all right, you just gotta you just have to have a little bit of a streak going into the playoffs. You just have to have form as you get into the playoffs and let it carry you through. And that's exactly what ended up happening. And um, yeah, it's one of those things you'll never forget. That's for sure. Yeah. So I guess I guess now is a good time to. Uh to jump headfirst into the match this weekend um, after talking about the championship and something that was happy, and then now we're talking about the season, which has not gone so well. No. Um, so, I mean, more bad news. Um, we are we have zero wins, zero draws, and three losses all time at RSL, uh, with three of those matches being at Rio Tinto. And I guess, did, they, did Rio Tinto just rebrand America first, or did they build a new stadium? America first, but... I'll still call it Real Tinto. So it's still it's still yes. it's still the same same, just different brand. Yeah, okay, just, yeah. just so, different so, names. So we have we have three losses all time at Rio Tinto. Um, I know in our most recent match with RSL, we dunk, we dunked on them six zero at home. Um, but away in the in the altitude and um, out in Mormon country, where we have three losses. Um, you never know though. Ugo Akoli scored a goal there. You never know what. Yes. So go, uh, we only have three games. We only have three games to talk about. May 23rd, 2015, in front of 20,000, we lose 2-0. And here's a little pop quiz. A former NYCFC player scored the first ever goal for RSL at RSL Stadium at Rio Tinto. Can you guys name the player who played for RSL and, and, and NYCFC who scored against us? Uh, was it Chris Winger? Nope. That's a good shout, though. Was it Ned Grabboy? No, but it's another long-haired, majestic player. Long, was he playing? Long, majestic hair. Was he playing on NYCFC when it happened? No, he was playing for. He scored. He scored. He was playing 
for Real Salt Lake, and he scored on NYCFC in 15. I don't, I don't recall. Midfielder, long hair. I don't recall. He wore number 12 for NYCFC. Who was John? John Sturzer? John Sturzer. John oh, Sturzer. hurts. Wait, what number did George John wear? Or, or George John never time? played for NYCFC. Oh, yeah. He was on I the roster. He never heard. played. Oh. I think I've only heard John Sturzer's name like three times ever. So uh, that was. He scored, in the, 20, he scored uh, in the 25th minute of that game. And then uh, Saborio scored in the 49th. We lost 2-0. Got shut out. Um, he also scored against Emelec in that friendly, if I recall correctly. I think so. Um, May, yeah. May 17th, 2017 was our second trip to Rio Tinto in front of 16,000 fans. And we lose 2-1. Ugo Okoli scores in the fourth minute of the match to go up 1-0. It's his and, only goal. And then Rusnak. didn't even know he was playing. Rusnak and, and Aaron Mound. Rusnak scores in the 38th. Mound scores in the 51st. We lose 2-1. Third match, and the last match in this series that we played at RSL, what came in August 3rd, 2019, in front of 18,000 fans. NYCFC loses 3-1 after once again going up 1-0 in the fourth minute of the match. One Alexander Ring scoring for NYCFC. And then uh, RSL comes back, Savarino scores, Rusnak scores, Matt Bezler gets in on the fun in the 88th. And we lose three to one. So in three matches at Rio Tinto, we have scored two goals, one in one one in the second game, one in the third game, no wins, and multi-goal games. Um, so in terms of looking at history, not a lot of good history against RSL at RSL. Who knows? Um, Brian Kufre hat trick might be in <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so how are we feeling? Uh, let's go across the board to start with our with our guest uh, Joe Amato. How we how are we feeling heading into this weekend's match against RSL? I, mean, I, I don't know the same same way we feel every week pinky I mean I don't know like it's we're it's terrible I mean I we could be going up against Miami at this point it doesn't matter like the, their form it doesn't matter that it's on the road it doesn't matter whether if it's at home their form is their form their I think their expected goals two games ago was zero it was a flat zero um I'll take anything at this point. At this point, am I am I optimistic about it? Absolutely not. Whether it's home or away, this team lacks ambition. They lack drive. They lack chances. They lack finishing, with the exception of Gabby Pereira. Uh, I, I, I don't know where they can go and score goals. That's, that's where I'm at. I mean, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, Christian, I, I have a question. Javi? I have a question yeah, for yeah. Joe real quick. If Cush, if we lose this game, do you, do you think it's time to let go of Cushing, regardless if we have an appointment or not? Like, ready to line up? I, I, I don't know how much. So, whole Cushing out thing, I don't know how much of a positive that is going to bring because we don't have players. We don't have uh, a striker. We... I, I think we play a little too defensive minded with uh with with Parks and Sands really just kind of parking it in the midfield there. We have no uh we have nobody that that lies deep that can create chances like Maxi used to do. Uh Talis Magno is a fucking joke. Sorry if you guys are on the Talis Magno love train, but I I'm not getting on that. Um so whether, whoever the coach is, I don't know that they can get 
winning team out of the side that we have cobbled together. This is basically our B team from last year uh, as our as our starting 11. So I don't know that, that firing Cushing is necessarily going to be the answer. I think it's part of the problem. I don't think it's the entire problem. Yeah, but... These players who were who served in like I guess secondary roles that have now been thrust into the limelight and into the starting eleven, they were all tabbed as the heirs to the people who left. So like Santiago, a player like Santiago Rodriguez, he was supposed to be Maxi's like heir to his position, and he's not lived up to the hype. Carlos right. Magno is supposed to be the Tati replacement, a, but that blew but up there's two a, games. There's into a couple season. of yeah, right. There's a couple of there's a couple of outliers there. Santi, uh, Gabby, um, even uh, you can even throw Talis in there. There's a couple of there's a couple of guys that were supposed to step up and and kind of carry this team. But who else did they aggressively go after and bring into this team to strengthen all those what six or seven spots that we lost? Tony Alfaro. <laughs> they they oh, let go great. of Tony Greeny and double his pay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, we we lost eleven players, and our uh, our consummation prize was a uh, 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 consolation prize, rather, was uh, Gabe Siegel and Tony Alfaro. Yeah, and I'm sorry, and, and I, a pay rise on Matias Pellegrini, <laughs> and, 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 and a terminal hard. loan Richie Ledesma. No chance of him joining the club. He's just here for one year, and then he's back to. He's Holland. got yeah. He's got he's got some some. Some flashes, but like, but again, I, I don't see it. There's no, there's no productivity from this team, and you can't have, you can't have one player being, uh, the the only one producing for this team. The that's why I say the only person who I feel is dangerous on the ball, truly dangerous when he's on the ball in and around the 18 is Gabby Pereira. Occasionally, Santi. Anytime, uh, anytime Talis touches the ball, I feel I feel like he looks like a like a newborn baby deer when he's on the ball. The the every time he touches the ball, the announcers love to talk about oh the skill that this guy has. Where the fuck is it? Because everybody loves to talk about it, and yet the only person that doesn't actually show it is the guy who they're talking about. Girl thinks he's Ronaldinho in FIFA. Dude, he's 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 slow. He's lazy. His first touch, he, it's like a it's like a trampoline. Like, I'm sorry, I don't I don't see anybody, with the exception of maybe one or two players on this team, that any coach can come in and get more out of. Everybody's had their opportunity. What game is this match? Uh, what match day is this? 18. This is uh, this our... is going to be 17. This is going to okay. be okay. Do you mean to yeah, tell so me out of seven, 17? We're officially halfway. You, so you're halfway through the goddamn season. You you mean to tell me you can't field an eleven that is going to consistently play a, a a particular way and and be able to not only create chances but put them away? We're halfway through the season. All right, but who's so, going to come in? Who's going to come in and fix this? My counterpoint to that is though is that it's not like this is it's not like Cushing like this, okay. So yeah, we're 17 games into this season, but Cushing also had half of last season to figure it the fuck out. So now we're 43 fucking matches into Nick Cushing's tenure. And he still doesn't seem like he has more of a clue of what to do than he did on match day one when he took over back in July. We're also so track record bullshit. From, dog shit. He's we're also we're also a week away from him being appointed interim head coach for the rest of the last season. We're we're one week away, and he has a thirty-five win percentage, like all time in forty-three games. So that's so, why but, I said I I 
I don't think that's necessarily going to turn the team around. I I think I think he's not fit for the job. Number so I'll, I'll put that on record saying I do not think he's fit for the job. I do not think he should be the coach of this team. But at the same time, if he leaves, we got to also bring in players to, to to beef this squad up because this is not a championship team. This is not. I'm sorry. You go seven matches without being able to win a fucking game. When you want you won a trophy two uh, a year and a half ago, yeah. Come on. So I mean, at the, the end of the day, the players still have to kick the fucking ball. So, yeah. So so my so I so I uh, so my issue with Cushing's it isn't like I completely agree with you, Joe. This team is not a championship team. We do not have the depth to compete for the championship. We don't have the depth to compete in the other competitions, such as the U.S. Open Cup and the, <laughs> the League's Cup. I'm sorry, I can't say the League's Cup without laughing. What a fucking joke that tournament is. Uh, but and and I get that. My issue is is that going into this season, I was I wasn't optimistic at all. But I look at the talent on this team, and this is one of the reasons why. I, and 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 I've and I've elaborated on this before. But, like, my issue with Cushing is that it's not like the starting 11 is piss poor. I mean, like, 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 here's the thing. Like, we have players where we have on record them having prolonged periods of really playing really good football for this team. We've seen what Santi Rodriguez can do when he's on top of things. We've seen, I mean, Gabby Perretta, he hasn't really lost a step since last season. The beginning, when he first came into the team, it was a little rough those first four games. Once he started, like, and which you could chalk up to him not having a preseason. Once he started getting into the rhythm of things, once he started getting match fit and match sharp, you saw immediate like improvement. Uh, we've seen fans look better than this. We've said Parks is having the worst season of his career, in my opinion. Like Parks has looked awful. Like and 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 I would have said a year ago, oh, he's the best midfielder in the league, and it's not even close. Like I would have said that about Keaton Parks. This year, he looks like he belongs in. USL. Uh, can I say something? Can I just add something about Keaton Parks? Sure. Yeah. He, to me, I agree. I agree with you 100. He's not the same player he was before, and that could be because of Cushing. He looks completely disinterested. Yeah. No. As yeah, do he, several other players. Completely yeah. disinterested, and that, and, and you know, that could be uh, that could be Cushing just losing locker room and just well, losing his player. That, you also see the bust up between Chano and Talis up in Toronto. Uh, you don't I, do that. Uh, like the, like, and I mean, I think one of the worst, two of the worst examples are Talis Magno and Tavon Gray. Tavon Gray was on this team and starting for this team that entire cup run, that entire cup run. And even though we've never seen Talis become what he was supposed to be, first half of 2021, what, 2022, when Tal- Tati was still there, I think he was leading the league in assists and total goal-, goal contributions to a point. Like, I mean, we've seen what he can do when he's actually motivated. He looks like he's completely disinterested and just doesn't give a fuck. Uh, Tavon Gray has just flat out regressed, as has Keaton Parks. James, how the how do you fuck up James Sands? Uh, like, 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 By putting him at center back. Yeah, like how, how is, <laughs> like 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 how how do you concoct that fucking plan? Like we're going to sabotage James Sands, and it's going to work. Uh, like, like, and I just the front office absolutely plays a part. The, our, our our signings this year have been awful and our outgoings have made even less sense you sent fucking Katja and Tiago Andrade out for free you and, and and here's where my issue with Cushing is you froze Amundsen out out of the team you preferred Kevin O'Toole who's not a left back as an out and out left back over Mel, Melda Amundsen and now he just scored two goals in as many matches for Columbus 
including a team of MLS team of the week. He's, he's doubled his goal tally with Columbus. Then he has you, with us. You froze that guy out yeah. of the squad. Like and I liked also, him for the record. Yeah, and and, I liked him. and and also like on record, NYCFC Forever. Do you ever listen to NYCFC Forever, Joe? I would highly recommend it. Awesome guys. Jonathan Sanchez, uh, Dave, Yousef, great dudes. Awesome. It's like going to Bodega and listening to, to the bullshit. Like, like they met up with some players who I will not name, and they flat out said that we don't like this coach and the way he manages in-game. Like, the one subject, sure. the, the cushing out thing happened with me because I was hesitant to get on board with it because I was, I, was I was just like you. I was like, this team doesn't have the depth right now. And everything like that, you know, like, so we have to temper our expectations for the season. And also there's ebbs and flows. It's every MLS season. We've never gone on a season without a huge valley followed by a big hill or vice versa. And, but that one nil loss away to Red Bull when they were missing seven first team players had just fired their coach two days before. And we used one sub down one nil. I was just like, I am so fucking And he, done and he only you. came on for stoppage time too. I was, I am so done with you. And but no, like it, it, like I'm feeling like you too uh, in the lead up to this game. Like like right now, like I I can't even get excited for NYCFC games. Like like I I usually get excited even when we're in bad form. Historically speaking, I've been excited to watch NYCFC because I know that any game it might be the breakout. I have a pit in my stomach right now. I can't breathe just thinking about this team. And I I, I was supposed to quit smoking this year. They've doubled my fucking intake. This team and it's just. Oh my god! And I just and and now you're you're seeing moves around like I mean Inter Miami just got messy. Chicho Arango just went to Re, Re, was it Real Salt Lake today? Real Salt Lake, yeah. yep. Real Salt Lake. I was I was calling for him. I was calling I for NYCFC. Right, yeah. Come on, get I, this guy. I, get this guy. Like LAFC. Like he's on the chopping block all summer how, for top replacement. Get this fucking guy. I, and they I, didn't do shit. I, I get Inter Miami getting messy. I completely get that. I I don't care as much as other people because he's he's been he's not now fuck him you know like i don't care about him you know like like uh, respect him for everything but you know whatever you're saying that rail salt lake is a better attraction than new york city like really like 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 with the with the connections that we have and the cfg system the scouting network rsl can take chicho rongo and he was just sold to mexico for six million in the january window like like, like really like like like, like, well, are you even trying anymore? Like, like, it just. I've, I, it, I've yeah. felt that way about. I've felt that way about CH, uh, CFG for a couple of years. Um, yeah. Whereas they, they kind of, I feel like they almost treat this club as like a write-off. Um, yeah. Just, it's just a, it's a business expense to get some of the money off it's the book. Marketing. It's just marketing. It's sports um, washing. That's what it is. Sports I just, washing. yeah, I, I, I know we have them behind us. As as our as our you know overlords, but I just don't. don't give a shit. You, you don't feel it. You don't you don't feel that. Um, you know if if any maybe maybe one positive of the of the messy signing is not only maybe, maybe people start to take the league a little bit more seriously worldwide, but also CFG uh, um, CFG looks at it and says, okay, maybe we spend some money. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, but 
I'm just trying to be a little bit of an maybe, optimist maybe, when maybe I see the signing like that. Opens up, maybe, maybe they might sign up a marquee player when that stadium opens up. But If you don't I mean, start it's... winning shit, you ain't going to sell any tickets in that stadium. I don't give a shit how nice that stadium is. You're not if, if you don't put a winning product on the field, nobody wants to go and just sit and eat popcorn and watch shit soccer. It doesn't matter how nice it is. They got to put a winning. They got to they get back to winning ways. I my, feel my like biggest, we, sold, we sold our soul for that stadium. Uh, my, that, maybe. My biggest optimism, like, and this is as optimistic as I'm willing to get about the Messi signing to, like, uh, signing with Miami, is that, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships, and maybe that'll inject some more money, and maybe we don't have to be talking about this ridiculous salary cap system. I mean, I get the need for it. I get why they would want it. But, I mean, can you loosen it up just a little bit so that way we can sign more depth? I mean, a lot of MLS teams don't have depth right now, even the best ones. Yeah. I mean, like, like I, so, like, like can... Can, can we do that? I mean, also, like, doesn't Miami have three DPs right now, or do they just have two? Pretty sure they have all three. I thought they bought, I thought they bought one of them down to a TAM. Adolfo, Pizarro? I don't think Pizarro is a DP. Pizarro. Oh, they, I don't think he's a DP uh, anymore. He yeah, was a DP, but he retired, so that yeah, opens up a slot. And I, don't I think. And they also make him change his number? Yeah, because they knew yeah. Messi was coming. Or they, they, they knew they, they, knew they, were, now, they knew they were aggressively pursuing Messi. So they wanted to make sure the number stayed open. They told Bizarre, don't, uh, don't take that number. So yeah, I'm so looking at number 20 now. Yeah. No, so I'm looking at the roster right now, and they have two DPs. Leonardo uh, Campana and uh, and Rodolfo Pizarro. And the, report, the, the reports that I saw today on social media are that um, they are, they're telling Pizarro to find a new club. Like that, that either find somewhere, find a landing spot, or they're just going to out and out cut ties and, and, and release him. All of those original DPs that they signed, I don't know because I mean we have one of them, and what the fuck, like and like what? F- what was Philly that front got the other and he's scoring goals against us. Uh, like like Matthias Pellegrini is, uh, I, uh, uh J- Joe, Joe yeah. is there anything else going on with this game that you need to ask? Uh, it's a great, this is a great there? preview, by the way. I love like you were just like, so what do we think about the game going forward? Oh, we think this team sucks. Uh, let's just go down that rabbit hole for a while. I mean, yeah, the only the only I mean we haven't played them a lot. Um, like recently, I mean, other than the, but like, so, uh, in this series, Santi has played one match in this series and he has two assists. So he tends to go off against them, I guess, in one match. Talis, one match, one assist. The person that we need to keep an eye out for is, uh, Jefferson Savarino. He's played in three matches. He has a goal and two assists in this series. Um, uh, also, close, uh, 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 I didn't, I didn't realize how long Crylock has been at RSL. He's been, I, didn't, I thought he was like a new player. Mm. Apparently, he's been, no, he's been there for a minute. Apparently, he's been there for a minute. I didn't realize. It's, yeah. I think it's because we don't play against him that often, which is why I don't hear his name. Because, um, I mean, I try to watch the league as much as possible, but RSL is not exactly like must-watch TV. They're usually not very good. Um, the, I think the last time I, I watched in the him, playoffs, just absolutely destroying everybody's bracket. Yeah, yeah, without, with, with, yeah, destroying people's bracket without without registering a fucking shot on goal. <laughs> Uh, advancing the playoffs. Real Salt Lake, you had one job, and that was to win in Portland so we can have the cup at home. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Uh, still won it, nice. do you remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, still won it. There's... Uh, the, 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 the idea of uh, this, this manufactured parody that this league seems to keep uh, shoving down everybody's throat is the only, basically, lifeline that I can grab onto say any team can beat any team on any given day as long as that team is nycfc um no i that's again that's that's i think that's the only reason why i tune in every week at this point is like all right i suppose anything can happen uh with with any team 
Or, but, you know, going back to, to Christian's point about salary caps, I think, I don't know if you guys remember, I was very vocal about you're not going to get the quality that you want here if you keep restricting these teams on signing players and spending money. And you're never so, going to be able to cons- consistently compete in CONCACAF Champions League either. Like, like, like Seattle's the exception, not the rule, because those teams are deeper because they, they're allowed to, they don't have a salary cap in Mexico. So... Yeah, so it's you know for for me that that that's what that's what the salary cap is is slowing down. I I'm not a fan of this parity. I don't mind having uh I don't mind having the um not necessarily the dynasties, but but the but the but the big clubs that are willing to spend are gonna put out a better product. And with the money that we have behind us, there's really no reason why we wouldn't be able to do that. So um, I mean, look at LAFC. Yeah, well, I, I mean, look, yeah, and and. You know, look at um, look at what uh, Atlanta was able to do in their first couple of seasons, and you know it's when when you're able to when you're able to spend a little bit of money, you can put a decent product on the field. I think what do we know where our I, I'm sorry, Joe, if we're getting completely off the rails here, but like, no. do we know where our uh, our salary ranking is among uh, among the league? I think we were 14th, right? Yeah, I thought like, we were somewhere. Yeah. In the, I thought we were somewhere in the middle. Like, yeah, yeah. smack dab average. We're in the middle. Which is inexcusable considering we're owned by CFG. We should never be in the middle of anything. We should, like, we should, even we should be a, top. We should be it, top every year. We should be. We should be using every ounce of space that that salary cap gives us. Like that. Yeah. That alone is a failure for me. Right. Yeah, so. Like, so maybe it's not the cap that that's the issue because if we're not if we're not utilizing it, then that's again that goes back to what I was saying before was that CFG is treating this like a tax write off more than uh, more than a soccer club, but. I don't know. It's it's difficult. I'm not a. I, I don't like this manufactured parody. But again, going back to the RSL game, I know our record sucks, Joe, uh, on the road. But I suppose anything can happen. Although we are um, we are down a few guys, aren't we? Are we? Uh, who are we missing for that game? We are missing Maxime Cheneau, who um, is accumulation. Up, well, he picked up a knock. He got injured, kind of injured in the in the last game. Came back on. Oh. And then, no, but did he not get a yellow card for? Didn't so he yeah, so he, he got injured, came injured. back on the field because he didn't want to get subbed out, and then picked up right. a yellow card, and is now right. suspended for accumulation. Um, yeah, we are down. To, we are down. Tavon Gray, while they while they investigate whatever he said to the player for uh, radio silence on that. Um, well, I mean, there's there's everything. Something comes out that they haven't that they haven't released. Um, they haven't even released like the uh, type of word that he said, whether it was racial racially charged xenophobic uh or homophobic or anything like that they, they haven't released what word he said they just said that he violated the league's uh rules on on language um yeah. uh so yeah i mean and, and it's uh when martins is out when van zier got suspended five days it took it took them five five days there was an answer about like what he said and they and they came down they levied the suspension we're not. We're now at almost a, over. Where we had over a week, or all, today. Today was a week, right? Because it was. Was it a white it's week? Up? It's been. It's officially been. So a it's week. been seven days, and we don't have any word on. I mean, and wh- how long does an investigation take? You you ask the players what was said. You go back and listen to the Apple TV broadcast. You ask the referee if he heard it. Like how 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 long does that take to to figure out what he said and to levy levy a suspension? If 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 it comes out that it's substantiated, suspend him. Like and and that's the end of it. Uh, but he, yeah, he, so he's definitely, but he's definitely out indefinitely until yeah. until, this is, until the investigation uh, clears. Okay. Um, but yeah, Martins we're, we're out. Tiago Martins, he's out for six to eight weeks. He had a mic. He had, he had his knee scoped. Um, they have they haven't right. come out. Yeah. They haven't come out with what the injury is. He just got uh, exploratory scoped to to see what the damage right. was. 
but all we have is that it's a knee injury. Um, and he's out. I don't think they're going. I don't think they're going to re- the reveal the injury either. NYCFC. That's an N- done that. that's an NYCFC thing though, because Lower every body. other every other team in the league gives specifics. Uh, the, uh, the guy from New England, Bolero, tore his ACL. Literally two days later, they said, "Yeah, torn ACL." Um, when Joseph, when Joseph Martinez tore up his knee, torn like they, 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 it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's not a league wide thing. This is NYCFC smoke and mirrors, yeah. not releasing information. Lower yeah, body, so lower body, baby. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're never going to. Uh, we're never going to know. So I'm not even going to get caught up. It's, if, if it was, uh, if it was a knee scope, they were most likely like looking at the cartilage. I feel like, and there was probably like, there was probably like some a piece of cartilage that was floating around his knee. So that that's fun. But yeah, no, and uh, Joe's not going to like this. I think Tiago Martins has been easily our best defender of the year at center back by like far. That? I think uh, <laughs> you don't you don't have to like that, but it's the truth. I didn't uh, say why would uh, I not why would I not like that? Because uh, 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 you don't like Martins. I don't like him. Defender. I think I don't think he's very good. But I mean, I I will agree that he has been our better defender. But it's like he's the best of the worst. Like our defense has uh, been I, pretty would terrible. Rather have him, would J- rather J- have J- Joe said he's getting paid. Or, He's getting paid too much for him for what for the product he's providing. Joe's getting paid. Joe says he's getting paid one million dollars per one goal. Okay, that's you great. Said but that. the, yeah, no, you, that's said that. you said that, and it's still and it's still not accurate because he only has one. Uh, but uh, anyway, I'm a fan. Uh, two last season, he had two last season. Yeah, okay. okay I'm a great. fan. I'm a fan of his. I like I, his pace. I like I, he. He seems very solid. Um, big loss. But, I, but yeah, it's, I'm a fan. He's Diet David Villa. Yeah, yeah. He, he's uh, he's. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean, without him, I mean, we're 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 gonna have to deal with either Justin Hack at center back again. Which I mean, listen, it was fine this past weekend, but we've seen in the Eastern Conference final last year how bad it can go when it's not fine. Uh, yeah, and, and Tony Alfaro is a fucking disaster class. Uh, so um, it's gonna be wow. a rough. It's gonna be a rough game. It's so gonna the, be a rough game. This is usually the point in the podcast. I mean, uh, where we roll out our, our, we each go through and provide our predictions for what what the lineup might look like this weekend so joe with you being our special guest give us your uh fantasy projected starting 11 for nycfc at real salt lake saturday night at whatever fucking time of night we're playing this game western conference gotta get, oh it's a late 30 isn't it um oh so you want that you want my starting 11 yeah give us your 11 projected holy 11. crap now i got it now i got to think about everybody that's out okay so uh is Ilinich available he is yep. but he's coming back from injury Okay, but or down. I don't know how many. I don't know how many guys. Okay, so it's probably going to be. Uh, it's going to be a sweeper keeper Barraza. Then you're going to have probably O'Toole on the left. Uh, Jimmy and uh, you're going to have James Sands and Hack. <laughs> probably playing. Oh no, wait, no, no, sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, Alfaro and Hack most likely, or Alfaro Sands maybe. Um, and then Ilinich. I'm hoping at least on the right hand side in the midfield. You're probably going to see Keaton Parks. And or Alfredo Morales, um, if James Sands is playing center back, you know what I mean. Yeah. And then you'll have, um, yeah, and then you'll have Abby Santi and and Palace. You may even see Jason. And I don't have a starting eleven for you, dude. I'm sorry. It's, it's a shit show. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's going to be some uh, amalgam of guys that kick a soccer ball. And um, with the amount of injuries and just the form that everybody's in, I think that's probably the, the closest that you're going to get to my prediction. But, um, yeah. Christian, what's your prediction for a lineup? Completely forgot that Schnoe might 
is not going to be available for this game. I completely forgot about that. But so this is going to be very difficult. Okay, so oh Jesus Christ! Uh, if I have to take a guess, I well, I mean, Barraza is going to be in net. Uh, he, that's just facts only. Uh, left back, Brian Kufre got his red card rescinded. He did. Which we have oh yeah, that's right. Uh, so 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 Brian Kufre, I'm going to put him immediately at left back because never O'Toole. I never want to see him again after that run of form that he had uh another reason why i'm pushing out this is going great we're winning all of our games at home let's throw kevin o'toole out there for the road trip um uh to right back i'm just gonna say michi ilinich because i don't want to see turnbull ever again either um oh center back center back i if i'm being as pragmatic as possible i guess i have a feeling that he's going to run out Justin Hack and James Sands. I legitimately think that that's what it's going to be. And that's fucking stinky. I hate that. Uh, but, like, I mean, I, I the thing is, I don't want to see Alfaro there again. I, I, I don't know. So that's weird. So that leaves the midfield, which I think is going to be Alfredo and Keaton, because you really don't have any more options after that. But I guess Ledesma as well. Um Yeah, I'm gonna go Keaton and Keaton and Alfredo in the midfield. The wingers are gonna be Gabby Pereira and Talis Magno because there's really nobody else. And at the uh, the nine, I'm gonna have Santi. Ledesma uh, comes off the bench in this game. That is a lineup. That is for sure. Why do Why do you clap me, you you swine? That is like, for well, sure a lineup. <laughs> Davi, it's a lineup. Davi. I think my starting eleven had fourteen people in it, so you know, <laughs> yeah. and, like, and we still wouldn't win, <laughs> and you still wouldn't be able to score goals. Davi, give us your steaming pile of shit that is a lineup. I'll, I'll actually give a lineup. I'm not going to give eleven shits this week. So, um, if you've listened to the podcast, you know I couldn't I couldn't be asked to uh, put on eleven because of how fucking shit we played. So. Uh, yeah, Barraza and goal, even though I want Matt Freeze again, because I feel like those three goals kind of kind of a bit unfair, but uh, let's be honest, it's all going to be Barraza at this point, so excuse me, so Barraza and goal uh, left back just got a weird feeling, he's going to be O'Toole even though it should, it should be Kouvre he showed form coming back into the starting 11 he got benched for like 4 or 5 games straight for whatever reason, no like explanation, we thought it was rotation well, that that's that wasn't the excuse. Like Cushing just likes to bench these players without giving a reason. So uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with O'Toole. I feel like O'Toole is gonna play this game. If I'm Cushing, I'm <laughs> I think I'm, I'm thinking O'Toole. I I think he probably forgets that Brian Kufre's red card got rescinded. I honestly, think he's that bad of a head coach that he's probably gonna start O'Toole. Um, Alfaro at left center back, Hawk at right center back. Fantastic center back pairing right there. That's a championship starting center back pairing. Um, if you watch the Eastern Conference final, you know Justin Hawk's responsible for that second goal. He could he should have cleared that ball. But instead he lets the fucking penalty merchant tap it in. And we lose that game. Uh right back, Steven Turnbull. Cause why not? Uh I feel like it's it's just why not? I mean it's cushing, why not? Steven Turnbull. Even though I want to see a Lenich. Uh, that Philly game would have been way different if Elenich started that game instead of Tavon Gravy didn't pick up that injury in warm-ups. But 
going into the midfield, it's going to be James Sands, uh, Keaton Parks, and I think Richie starts at the 10. Left wing, I think this is the game you bring back Talos Magno, but I wouldn't be surprised if he starts Andres Jason in there. In the On the right, Gabi, it's a no-brainer. Striker, Santi again, no-brainer. And I, I think this is the game that gets Cushing fired. I, I'm not feeling confident. His story, Joe, give us the history. Give us the facts. Give us all the stats. Wait, I, think I, actually, is, I think this is his final game. I think he's going to get fired. So, so I actually just forgot that I didn't include a, a, an 11th player. I only had 10 players in my lineup. Uh, right, Richie Ledesma. No, 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 no. Richie Ledesma at the 10. That's all I wanted to say. Like, okay. I, so I, I got to have 14 players and you're starting 11. Like, yeah, yeah, I got to yeah, have it, it, it bounces um, Yeah, gonna, you got to just gonna, have the insurance. We're going to start the game with, with a man down and then Cushing's going to realize, oh, shit, I'm, I can get 11? Oh, fuck. Get the 11th guy in there. <laughs> Don't worry. He'll he'll just be on the sidelines clapping, going, let's go. No, no, he, he's not even. Well, you got to do. Typically, he's not even on the sidelines. Usually, he's he's sitting in the comfortable chairs next to not, his other assistants. Oh, I'll, I, I will year. take mm, mm, I will take a picture of it next year. time. He does it every game. He sits down next to Medi and Rob <laughs> and whoever the fuck else are the assistants. He uh, sits next Cleberson. to him all the time. Cleberson. I mean, he... I mean, he occasionally takes a seat just like every other manager, but this season I've noticed that he's been at, at the te- in the technical area a lot more. Like, wow, yeah. promotes I've noticed him. Fucking that's the only reason why. Coach. The only reason why I'm with Christian on this is because all I see him do is, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's like, go. Okay. Just and count them. At, Golf clap. And then, at the, and then after the end of the game, he's like, I, I thought we controlled the play very well. Yeah, it's like, eh, did we? No. It, this I don't is a young so. team. We need to be patient. Yeah, no. Right. So, patient God, let's score goals. <laughs> You have to score. That's your one job. Your one, your first job is to score goals. Your second job is to stop them from going in. Yeah, that's how you I win. Agree. All right. So, you know, I feel like John Madden here. You know, if they score more goals than the other team, they're, they're probably going to win. <laughs> it's a very simple tactic, bold strategy. I don't know. Maybe where Cushing's from is better than actually scoring goals. But you got to start scoring goals. This is it's, it's embarrassing. I have a feeling that whoever wins the NFC Championship game or the AFC Championship game, that's probably going to be your your Super Bowl champ. <laughs> and All it's right. just just depressing, man. It's it's just it's tough being a fan right now. I mean, it, you know, if it, this this season could very well be a a, a complete you know wash. I, I, and genuinely, we're we're looking at like the first season outside of 2015, not making the playoffs. We're genuinely staring down that barrel. I was actually wondering, uh, I don't know if one of you guys maybe know, but I, I would like to see uh, halfway through the season in 2015 how many points we actually had versus where, we at, where we're at now. Um, so I can find that out really quickly. Uh, uh, going to the ever-reliable Wikipedia, I can quick, see quick, our... Quick, quickly. Well, while you're doing that, let, let, let me get my 11 I, real quick while you're looking that up. I got Bra- yes. I got Braz in goal. I think that Cushing is going to stick with uh, the three in the back that he's been running for the past few weeks, uh, just because he seems to have an affinity for it recently. Um, so I think we're going to see a back line of now that Kufre's uh, yellow card suspension has gotten rescinded. Now here's a here's something of note. In a season, you get two petitions to have red card revoked, and if you you get two. So if it gets denied, then you then you're left with one. And if it gets denied again, then you have none. But if you are correct on it and it gets rescinded, then you keep your two, your two falses, your two, your two I've, misses. 
I've got the answer for Joe. Yeah. We collected uh, 17 points from our first 17 games in uh, 2015. Where are we at now? And where are we at now? 16. We are currently at 17 points. So we're, oh, my so, God. So it's, 2000, it's 2015 all over again. It's, so if we, lose, if, if we lose this game, it will be 17. If we win the game then or get a draw, we will have either surpassed our point total at that point Jesus by Christ. either – Jesus. Three or one. Jesus Christ, Jason Christ. It's aligning. <laughs> yeah. It's aligning, buddy. He needs a job now too, right? Yeah, he just got canned. I pretty much everybody, yeah. everybody, everybody went. We got, got fired to make, he make got, way for he got make fired way for Tata. Assistant at Miami. Oh. Yeah, he he he, uh, he gets he seems to get fired everywhere he goes. That seems yeah, to like, be he'll like, he'll end up at US Soccer somewhere. It's, all right. it's like it's like Messi. Oh, he's like Messi's like getting like sissy. Oh, he, he's like. Goal. He's like a he's like a Chris Armis or Ben Olsen type where I don't like like it's like that Family Guy episode where he walks out of No Way Out. How does Kevin Costner keep getting work? Like how does how does uh, like Chris Armis and Ben Olsen and Jason Christ still getting work? I just don't how understand. Did, how does Chris Armis go from getting fired at Toronto to being the second man at Manchester United coaching Cristiano Ronaldo? I have no idea. Blackmail. <laughs> Blackmail. But, uh, but I, I know Joe has. To, I know uh, Mr. Amato has to go, and I'm, yeah. I'm very grateful for, for his time. But really quick, Joe, can I get his score prediction really quick? Yeah. For what this is going to be. Oh my God! Can we even score a goal? Um, be honest as possible. If you don't think that we're going to win, just say that we're not going to win and give us I, a score. I predicted losses in the last few episodes, so go ahead. I predicted uh, losses. It's, it's going to not. It's not going to be pretty. I'm going to say three nil. Ooh, loss. Oof. An L. Yeah, 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 you, yeah, you think, yeah, yeah. You think Cushing loses his job after a three 0 Uh, no, no. Wow. No. Okay. I don't think I think. so. I don't. No, I don't think so. I think they're gonna ride it out as long as I don't think they give a shit, dude. I really yeah. like. I really don't. I, I I think they can let him fail this season and fire him after the season. I think that's a very uh, and I and I said this, Joe, as, as much, and you can attest to this. You were there. Uh, um, uh, like. I, I think that there's a very big possibility that him getting fired is not on the agenda at all. Even if even yeah. if we're going even if we're terrible all year, they'll fire him at the end of the year. Sir. So, so basically, but, he's going to do what Jason Christ did in the first year, like oh, just exactly. ride it out with him for the whole year and then fire him. Just like that, and they'll fire him days after the fact, and they'll already have a manager lined up for him a few days after yeah. that. You yep. just don't want you don't want the season to be a wash, but it's 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 the further in we get, the more we're there. I mean, like. When was the last time we were in? What are we in second to last place? Thirteenth. So yeah, yeah. Third to last. Yeah. All right. So the- it's not. It's not. It's not looking good. So I think. Yeah, I think three nil to uh, RSL. I think our our defense is going to be shit, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna have the the fans behind them, and the altitude's gonna screw us, and you know our guys don't run anyway, so. Um, <laughs> It's not. It's not going to be. Pre- it's not going to be pretty. Uh, it's. It's. It's not. I don't think it's going to be pretty. Hey, listen. If I'm wrong, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. But if you know, if I'm you right, then I'm not going to be disappointed. Yeah, of course you do. But I can only go by you know recent history, and this team cannot score goals. You have to score more goals than the other team to win. That's that's basic. <laughs> um, but you got to start by scoring a goal. So. Uh, I mean, I mean, and they've, they've they've scored first against Philadelphia, and they still collapsed. What I mean, they don't they don't have that they don't have that that bite. You know what I mean? Like where you score a goal and you want five more. Um, it, they just don't have it. 
they don't have that fight to get the first if i'm being honest <laughs> like that's just it all i mean do you are you, do you am i I'm, i can't be the only one who thinks that no, i mean no, they, no, they, absolutely not i'm sorry you just and, and maybe Cushing lost the locker room and he's got no control over his play. He's got, there's nobody being motivated. There's nothing. Um, there, there's, there's rifts between players in, in the squad where we've seen that happen. Um, you know, the other, the other thing that, that uh, I, I do have to go, but I, sorry, you guys just keep bringing me right back in <laughs> a whole, uh, I know, I know Sands has worn the, the armband uh, several times, but the fact that we don't have a, out and out captain of this team also shows me that there's not a tremendous amount of finding leadership in this in this roster um for me that's a problem i don't think the captaincy is something that changes game to game i think that's something that happens in the locker room week in week out and then goes out and translates onto the field so for me for the coach to to say oh you know it's cats uh whoever shows the leadership that week it's a bullshit no i'm sorry it's not. It's not the way it should be run. Um, there's nobody stepping up to say, "I'm not. I'm going to pull these guys up, and I'm going to lead this team to a to a victory." I just don't see it. And it's. And I don't think it. And I don't think it's Sands. To 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 be honest, I don't think he's vocal enough. But that's great. Can see by yeah. a committee. Yeah. Well, yeah. He built a. He built a camel. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, I want to thank you so much for making your triumphant return to NYCFC Pod Nation with none other than Beyond the Smokestacks, um, one, of, one of the newest podcasts on the NYCFC block. Um, it, it, I mean, it was it was awesome. I mean, uh, is it, do you want to blast out your socials if it, where other NYCFC fans can find your musings and, and such? Uh, I'm I. I have my own marketing agency, so that's where you'll find me most of the time. It's uh, Joe Amato Marketing on uh, Instagram and TikTok and all that. You can find me on there if you guys want to DM me. But other than that, I mean, that's that's pretty much where you'll find me on social these days. I am on Twitter. It's it's uh, Joe Amato Media on Twitter. So I do occasionally tweet during NYCFC games lately because it's just fun to be pissed off with all you guys. <laughs> and um, that's that's pretty much it. This was fun, man. I I, I got to say I missed this. This was like I always looked forward to doing this like every Monday night when I would when we would do our show. And uh best of luck to you guys. I love that you guys are doing this and you guys are thirty seven episodes in. Is that what you said? Thirty yeah, seven? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's and as somebody who regularly appeared on your podcast, that like it was such an honor, like for me personally, to have you and, and having you was on my bucket list of guests like to to like definitely bring yeah. on and, and Scarcello's on there too. I'd love to hit Anthony up a little bit like in, in, in a few weeks as well. But like, yeah, yeah. no, this, is, this has been amazing and it's been awesome to have you. And like one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. Yeah. So awesome. pass on your cousin that this is the, a lit podcast. and He's got to come on and, and scream. Into oh, I, 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 I totally will. I, I don't even think I, I don't think I told him I was doing this tonight. I don't think I talked to him the last well, couple he's gonna days. Be jealous, but, um, <laughs> he's he's going to be, but he'll, he'll, he'll do it. You know, he'll be down. That's hey, for hey, sure. Just, just, just let him know, get in contact with one of us and we'll make it happen. Also, yeah, for Buck, sure. Buck, Buckley and I think Roddy too are in the Discord, so feel free to chill and out and talk. former guests too. Yeah, so we yeah, yeah, we definitely. also um on uh on away days uh, we we uh, we usually host uh, uh pre pre match halftime on Twitter like in a Twitter space and nice. then, and then post match we come into the Discord server and and also they they, they uh, Christian and Davi and them they they uh, during the game they do live live in the Discord like during the game to talk to each other. Oh like, sweet! While you're doing all that's like, awesome. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. At Discord wasn't really like a thing when we were doing our uh, when we were no. doing our thing back in the day. Like it was so long ago, but it was only just a couple of years ago. But uh, 
but no, this was great, guys. I know you guys still have another sh the, the show to, to keep going, but yeah. I really I, I appreciate you guys having me on. I miss I miss doing this. Uh, still uh, still NYCFC, I die, but uh, they are killing me. So <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, guys. Yeah. Enjoy the rest no of the problem, show. Man. Honor Peace is all ours. Peace. Have a good night, bro. Yeah. Uh, what what a guest! Uh, we don't usually have guests like who who, who can leave, it, 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 like like who 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 leave before the end of the episode. Joe Amato is like one of those guys where it's like, dude, you can come in and leave whatever the fuck you want. Like like, just, oh, what a fucking good guest! It was nice to talk to him again. Yeah, but, so, uh, that was but awesome. We, we still got some score predictions to do. Well, hold on, oh, I still cool. haven't gotten to my lineup yet, man. Oh oh yeah, do your lineup then. All right, so I got cool. I, I, I now. It, in all honesty, I I had written down my predicted lineup before the Kufre news came out that his red card got rescinded. So and I had I had O'Toole there. Now I'm switching it to Kufre. I have them going three in the back. All right. So I have Kufre at like left wing back, Alfaro at left center back. I have James Sands playing in the middle of a three in the back. Now the right center back, I have. A bunch of slash marks because it's like I have like five different players who I think can be there. And I, Christian, are you, are you there? Because I want you to hear my here. my projected right my right center back. So it's either going to be Justin Hack, which I'll have a cor okay. I'll have a coronary if it actually is because he doesn't belong there. Um, okay. I think there's a, a slight chance that Turnbull could potentially play there because he is bigger in stature. He's a taller right back. I, don't, I think he's he's a big guy. I think he possibly could slide into that right center back position. Sure, I mean, but so does Keaton Parks, and I don't think any of any of us. Well, yeah, but Keaton, Keaton, yeah, but Keaton Parks isn't a, yeah. isn't isn't a, a defender. Turnbull is. Yeah. He's, he's a, well, you know, well, yeah. I mean, but I mean, he is a holding midfielder. Yeah. But I, I mean, uh, I'm just saying that, like, just, he's an he's eight. A big, just Park. because he's a big boy doesn't necessarily mean he'll be a good center back. That's Parks, my only issue. Parks is a box to box. He's not a holding midfielder. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about Turnbull specifically. Oh. Like, like just like like just because he's a big guy doesn't necessarily mean he'll be good at center back. So I think we'll, he'd be we'll better see. than Hack. Um, anyway, I'm, so another player who might f fit in that spot is Kwaku Owusu. Um, that's a, I didn't even think of Owusu. And then also, you... here's another player that's been appearing in the 18 that could potentially slot in there is NYCFC 2 captain Nico Benalcazar. Isn't he like mostly like a midfielder these days? So he is, but he, he also – sometimes he partners with Owusu on NYCFC 2 and partners with okay. him in, in, the, in the back line as a center back. So it's okay, a, it's, a sh it's a shout. I mean, I'm not saying it's it's going to be substantiated or happen, but it. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a I, could be. See, I don't watch any NYCFC two games. It's like one of the few like like I guess I'm a bad fan in that regard. I, I I've watched none of NYCFC two. I've seen some of the highlights. I saw like the highlights from their comeback like this past week, but I know nothing about. Yeah, what's I mean, going I, on. I I I didn't watch any last year. I made a pledge to myself this year that I was going to be more active in watching NYCFC two. So I mean, I'm trying to yeah, watch them. Yeah. Um, right back, Elenik, as long as he's good to go for at least 60, 70 minutes. Um, sure. The two in the midfield, because I have Sam slotting in at center back, I have Parks and Ledesma at rolling as the two guys. In the, yeah, I know none of them are defensive, but I'm not – I mean, I guess I guess Alfredo could do a job. I don't know. Parks is a little bit. He's a box-to-box he's a -box guy. Yeah, okay. So Park, Parks and Ledesma, if not Parks, maybe some combination of, Mac, of Alfredo Morales in there. I don't know. Um, and then I have uh, Talos Magno on the left with Santi Rodri Rodriguez at the false uh, at the at the nine. Uh, actually, I think I'm missing a player. How many? One, two, three. Four, five. Oh, I'm I'm missing one. Um, so Santi uh, Santi Rodriguez as the uh, as the ten 
with Talos Magno at the left wing, Gabby Pereira on the right wing, and then uh, Seagal playing as the uh, as the striker. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying this is what I want to see. I'm saying this is what I think we might see um, because I feel like every game that's not home is a chance for squad rotation for for Nick to employ. Um, and he, he's going to keep on talking about the fucking lineup against Dallas, but he's never going to replicate it. And not that he can't replicate it now because he, we have players injured who can't replicate that lineup anymore. Um, and then I guess from here we can all go through and give our scoreline predictions. I'm, I'm assuming I'd be very surprised if I, I mean, I know Joe, Joe has us getting fucking uh, smacked in, in the mouth three, three to zero. Uh, Christian, what do you got? Um, I, I feel somewhat the same. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be three, one, three, one. Okay. Uh, so we get a goal. Yeah. Uh, we get a goal, but, uh, I think we get like a garbage time goal. Personally. I think we give up the three goals first. We probably find some sign of life in like the seven, like between the 70th and 85th minutes. And that's, that's, that's it. And then. Yeah, that's that's uh, I can't like with the not just factoring in our bad form, but also factoring the fucking injuries and and the absences uh, due to uh, yellow card accumulation in Chino's case, even though an injury might have held him out anyway. Um, and Tiago Martins, obviously, but I just I can't see our de- defense holding. I, now, granted, Rail Salt Lake's not that good, granted, but that back line is piecemeal and that's putting it and that's putting it mildly so i think that we're going to i think it's going to like thir- we, we might be able to hang in for like 30 minutes but i think once the floodgates open it when it rains it pours so i, I looked at i mean I, we'll get to your uh, prediction in a second davi I, I looked at um uh rsl's recent game so i went back one two three four five i went back seven games their last game against austin was at austin and they won two to one now granted austin is not that great this year um, but they were able to get a result um, on the road. Granted, it's not that far because, I mean, Austin's in Texas and then uh, from RSL. Uh, LA Galaxy, they lost 3-2 to two at home to the Galaxy. Um, before that, they had a, a 1-1 draw at Minnesota, 1-0 win at Colorado, and they actually played Colorado two times in like five days with the U.S. Open Cup and MLS regular season, and they beat Colorado two times, once 1-0, once three to two. Um, prior to both that, on the road. prior to that, yeah, both on the road, both at both at. I mean, I guess that they are already, they are already at altitude, and then Colorado is the same altitude, I guess. Um, before that, they had a nil nil draw at home against Portland, and then before that, they had a rather embarrassing three zero loss against. I guess it's not embarrassing against LAFC, but at, you got at home three uh, zero loss. So. Um, they've had a they've had a recent stretch of away games. They're actually playing right now, um, yeah, against the Galaxy in the U.S. Open Cup. Um, I'm looking at their lineup. It's semi rotated, but not very heavily rotated. Um, they have someone. They have Justin Glad, who's a starting center back, playing. They have Crylock in there. They have Rubio Rubin with Saverino in the starting lineup. Um, Zach McMath oh. is being rotated. Ojeda. Um, so I mean, it's it's a semi road, and actually, and LA Galaxy looks like they're going for it. They got they're, they're rolling out Chicharito with Pooj. I mean, Boyd. I mean, the Galaxy have to because yeah. mean, they've had such a shit season, and they well, have. Crylock just scored, by the way. Crylock just scored. Yeah, no, yeah, they're uh, they're up one nil. But the thing is, hopefully, hopefully that'll soften them up a little bit. The midweek game, hopefully, 
and maybe we'll be able to uh, exploit some tired legs or some slightly fatigued legs yeah. on Saturday. That would be the uh, hope. It, 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 it's also like, uh, well, no, we. This game, not, uh, this game is home for them but, as well, though. So they're not going to deal with like jet lag of, of flying or anything like that. The game is in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, this is. Uh, uh, we're, we're 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 grasping at anything, ladies and gentlemen, to to have some fucking optimism about this game. So, Davi, what is uh what is your prediction for for this game? It's not going to be much better, to be honest. I mean, Joe, Joe and Christian really hit it on the head, really. So there's it's not really much optimism going into it, even though we didn't lose for the first time in like what seems like forever uh, on Saturday, but still, it just feels like. More of the same, really. I mean, quite shit. So, I mean, I'm on. I'm. I'm stuck between three nil and three one. Like, it, it, <laughs> I mean, it sounds funny to put it that way, but I mean, is this team really good enough to score a goal on the road? Really, like, we're struggling to score goals at home. We don't lose home games, and we lost two back to back. First time since the first year. I mean. What, what 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 confidence do you want me to put out there? I mean, we're 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 gonna concede three goals anyway. It doesn't matter if we score one or or, or none. We're gonna lose the game anyway. So, I I think I think a three nil. It's either a three nil where we look hapless for for the whole game from minute one to ninety, or we we hang in there. KG affair. They get the first goal. They get another one at the, at the second half, and then we, we kind of get one bef- like 15 minutes before ha- before the end of the game, and then, you know, they put the dagger in pretty late on. That's the way I can see it, to be honest. I mean, it doesn't matter. 3-1 or 3-0, we're still going to fucking lose, and we're going to concede three goals on the road. And I I think this is the nail in the coffin for Cushing. I think I, I think Cushing gets fired after this. Yeah. I, I genuinely think so. I, I think. Like, yeah, but we've been regardless. saying that for a couple of weeks now. It just it hasn't happened. I don't think. No, it's gonna I, no. Genuinely, I I feel like this is I feel like this is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. I mean, halfway through the season, seventeen points, and, and you're averaging less than a point per game if you lose. If, if he like, doesn't get fired, if he do, if they lose to the tune that you think they're going to lose to, and he doesn't get fired, will you then? Uh, do you think he ever gets fired, or do you think it's possible that we're just going to ride out the season with him, seeing as we're at the halfway point? Um, hold on, there's a fuck. Okay, yeah, there was there was just some uh, a fire truck going nearby, so I, I don't know if you guys heard that or if the audio picked it up. But... No, no, it's all good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it feels I, I feel so stupid saying this, but I'm, I'm going to say it regardless. I don't care if I look, I don't care if I look silly at the end of the season and. He doesn't get fired. I still think there's 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 a way out for him. I still think there's a way we can fire him, regardless. Even if he doesn't get fired this week, I I think I think he's gonna get fired regardless whether we have a a replacement ready for him or not. You think he is, or you hope he is? Which one? I think I I think he will. I it's either okay. I I think eventually one of these straws is eventually gonna break the camel's back. You can only take so much, so many losses into the season. And like so many drop points where it's like okay, it's like you're, so, you're losing so many games, you're not getting us further up the table. Like you, you got to go. I I think if he loses this game, it's possible he gets fired. If he doesn't get fired, he's in it 
for the rest of the season, and it's going to play out just like the inaugural season. I don't think they'll fire him. If, if you hit the halfway point, which is probably the optimal time to let go of somebody because whoever comes in still has half a season to get their shit together. I, I, if you don't fire him after that, then he's in it for the long haul, and then you just make the change. I think the only, I think the straw that breaks the camel's back, as you put it, would be us missing the playoffs. I think he can lose as many games as he wants now, so long as he rallies late and makes the playoffs, even if he just squeaks in as a 10th seed in the East. I think that's a legitimate possibility. Or a ninth seed. It's the ninth seed, right? It's nine. Yeah, nine. Yep. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It, he just squeaks in at nine. I, I think. So, I think if if he doesn't get fired this week, I think we fire him before League's Cup. That's that's the only other optimal point that we can fire him. Other than that, and then you can leave the manager with an impossible job. Because I'm cushioning out no matter what, but the thing is, like, I, I, like, you know, I use this word a lot. I'm trying to be as pragmatic and as like realistic as possible. Because, and like I said last week, Joe, and you can attest to this, it's very possible that they might not have any plans to fire him right now, and that we are indeed an afterthought right now, and it's all hands on deck for City due to their situation, trying to get Bahia up to speed with, now that they're new within their, uh, you know, new within, you know, their their network. Yorona just missed out on Conference League by one game. You know, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Like, they're they're still trying. They're still trying to manage Champions League. They're still trying to manage. uh, I mean, I mean, City win the Champions. I don't think that would be necessarily a factor. I don't think that that's really much because I mean, City have much bigger fish to fry than whether or not they win the championship right now, Uh, the Champions League rather. Uh, Also, you have to remember they're still trying to get Palermo back up to Syria. So, you know, who knows if that's possible. I know they're I know they're in Serie B right now. So I mean, I we might just be not to mention Montevideo City Torque, who, you know, who seems to have gotten a lot of resources don't in the last few years. Don't forget Bahia. So, well I just mentioned I, I mentioned Bahia. I started off that like they're trying to get them acclimated within their network. They want to make that good first impression to you know, because Bahia, unlike us, was a club before CFG came in. So they're gonna want them they're gonna want that fan base to be nice and buttered up. What about Melbourne just, City? <laughs> I don't I think Melbourne City's been out of the picture for a long time. But I mean it hasn't really hurt them because I mean, A, because the Australian League is dog shit, and B, Melbourne City's been doing pretty well in it. I remember at one point, uh like like they, they were embroiled in some very huge controversy last year when it came to like a fan behavior. And at that point, they were unbeaten at the at the top of the table through like ten games or something like that. So like they're they're doing all right down there. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that... seeing uh, seeing NYCFC have a uh, buy a player from from uh, Melbourne City. Uh, I I think now is an opportune time to recall fucking Kacha from back from loan. Now that we're missing a lot of players, you know we kind of need them right now. Um, but I mean I don't think that's going to happen either. I think the long term plan is to. Uh, loan him out and then have him be bought by Bahia. I think that's yeah. uh, just like just like uh, Tati originally came to us on loan from Torque and eventually was bought. I think that's the plan. Uh, so yeah, no. Um, I, I, I I would like to see Christian fired if he loses another game. I, I'm starting to not think that he will. I'm getting to the point where, I mean, if, if one point through three home games wasn't enough, you know, I, I don't I, I don't know if a, if a 3-1 loss perhaps, in Salt Lake, Perhaps loss is, is, is all he needs. Perhaps that draw actually saved him I mean, a week. I mean, perhaps, but I'm not going to like hang my hat on that. Like I wouldn't bet my house on him being fired next week, even if he loses this game. Like, 
like if it's like an embarrassment embarrassment like a seven nil loss or something like that or something like where it gets like ridiculous then maybe out of sheer embarrassment cfg does something but like if it's like a one nil loss two one loss a three one loss even a three nil or four nil maybe even i like it, it's possible if they don't it, like it's and like I, and I also, I've been saying it on Twitter and I've been saying, it, and I think I said it to you guys, like, don't be surprised if we don't splash in this transfer window. Cause it's not like movements haven't been happening in MLS right now. We had the biggest movement in, in league history today. And we also saw, just signed here. And, well, and we also saw Orongo just sign with Salt Lake this week. So, I mean, six months uh, after he got transferred out of LAFC. So, I mean, like, it's not like they're, they're, the market's been like stagnant, you know, between... It's just us. We're not making the movements. It's us. Yeah. So my prediction for this match. Um, so so far we have uh, Joe said three zero. Joe said three zero. I said three one, and Davi said three one or three zero. Either three one or three zero. It doesn't doesn't matter. Really All right. So it's way. it's not very often that I'm the most optimistic person um, in on this podcast in terms of results. But I'm going to say that we lose 2-0. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's not much better. That's not much better. You heard it here that first. Was... Coach Joe is the most optimistic person on the podcast. <laughs> well, I, uh, well, I mean, I mean, don't get too, uh, don't get too adjusted to it. We'll see what happens uh, next week. I think the goal scorers are going to be Savarino and Crylock. I think that's who's going to score against us. Oh, I, I never even said who, who who would score the goal for, for us. Uh, I, I said uh, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say well, Desma gets his first goal. I'm going to say it's going to be something weird like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if we score, I think I'm just going to go with something weird. I'll just go with uh, fucking give give me Alfaro. <laughs> so I mean, both the the two games that we've scored a goal in at um, at Rio Tinto, um, we're both scored in the fourth minute, which is like very random. For both goals in two different games, two years apart, to be scored in the same minute. So that, I mean, that tells me that, I mean, I guess it's a coaching thing or the player thing, but that we tend to try to start very quickly um, out there. Um, we 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 fall apart, but at least we start quickly out there. So I mean, if if we do have a chance at scoring, I think it's if we kind of uh, subscribe to that method of, of football and, and come out from the opening whistle engaged and ready to impart our will on this team because. They're really they're not like they're not that good. They're not that scary. We've I mean we, we just got done playing against essentially murderers row of of fucking uh, uh, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, and New England. Um, I don't think you're gonna find a harder three game stretch in the league right now than that, unless you include okay Eastern Conference. You're not gonna find a harder Eastern Conference stretch than that because if you throw if you throw in the likes of Seattle LAFC. And, and LAFC in there, then that would be more difficult. But an Eastern an Eastern stretch to play those three teams, boom boom boom. That's pretty fucking tough. Um, yeah, I'm, which I'm one not of them might actually win a trophy this especially, year? Especially as a team whose identity, it, we don't even know what our identity is right now. We're struggling to find our identity. We're struggling to find our form. And the the, the, the way that the schedule fell, we got rocked at home. <laughs> I, just, I just want so bad for Cushing to do what he did last year in the middle of like one of like the darkest periods of time. Switch things up and then find something, and something clicks. Like I just, I just want so. But then I remember that like last year's team had Maxi Morales on it and Alex Collins yeah, on it. Well, and, and 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 like like Maxi Morales never wore the armband for this team, but he was the heart and soul of that locker room. And 
and and he was able to be a buffer between the players and cushion and get players to buy in. I just don't see that this year. Like I've I've already called out to know why I don't think he's a captain, and I think there's a reason why he hasn't been named captain. And I'm with Amato by saying that I don't think James Sands is a very good captain. Have we won a game since he got the captain's armband? Like like I, I just like I, I, maybe one. Maybe one or two. But we definitely have a losing much. record with him with the armbands. I can say that much with with certainty. And you know, and like I I don't like you know, despite the fact that Cushing's mentioned him by name, I don't buy Alfredo Morales as a leader on this team. I just don't. He hardly even plays. So um, no, I just that that's one of the reasons why I don't think it's going to happen. I want it to happen. Like, and I've said it several times, I don't care about being right. I just want my fucking team to be good. I just say what I think is going to happen. And this team just has shown me nothing to get excited about these past few weeks. Like we were, we last week was like one of the more positive episodes that we've had in the stretch. And it was over a nil nil draw at fucking Yankee stadium. Could you fucking imagine? Like, so here, here, like, here are two scenarios that got thrown out on social media today. By one of them was by one of the podcasts. I want to say it was Post Ninety, maybe, or Blue. Not it wasn't Blue City. It was either Post Ninety or City Boys. One of the two. Um, they said that since La Liga's season is over, what were to do? You think it would is out of the realm of possibility for Alexander Collins to be loaned to, to NYCFC? I mean, I'd like it to happen no. on, on. I mean, I'd like it to happen on account of him not even playing that much for Yorona. He was injured and for like four, six weeks, though. Sure, but even when he was healthy, he was mostly a peripheral part of the squad. Yeah. Like even when he, like, 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 I mean, he joined in what, like, over the winter, and he's played however many games. Like he, like, I mean, I, I guess it's feasible in like, like, sort of. But not really, because I, I don't know. It really depends on where Collins factors into Yorona's long-term plans and what kind of communications he's had with the club and what his contract's looking like. Because I mean, you do have to remember Collins is in his thirties now, yeah. and thir- and and guys in their thirties typically aren't signed to long, long contracts. But he he didn't he didn't sign with Girona until late, right? It was pretty late. Yeah, well, yeah, he signed with them mid midway through the European season. But the thing is, that contract could very well be a, a year and a half long contract finish out the season with us then next season and then we'll you know like like uh, like a let's try and see contract but in, like, in like, terms of probability so he 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 was in the off season for, he was in the off season for nycfc then he signed mid-season for them which uh, had to get into into form then got injured then had to get back into form again for the end of the season didn't end up getting any starts at the end of the season and then now he uh, now he has two months off until until september or not two months off but like you know i I, listen, I, I don't think it's going to happen because once the se- season starts up again, he's probably going to want to go back. And uh, there's no way you bring in some guy for two months on loan. Like, I, I just don't. I just don't see it. Like, I, I, I don't. I don't see it at all. I, I don't think it's. I don't now, think what it's about possible. also Girona? What about? I mean, we haven't heard any rumblings about Tati signing. Tati's never coming back to this club. Never. Like, like, like if anything. So here's worst case scenario. Let's say. NYCFC doesn't find a suitor for him for the price. I think the I think they're uh, like like I think it's going to be a rehash of the Jack Harrison situation where Jack Harrison had a deal on the table from Stoke. It fell through because of disagreements between the two parties. 
So Manchester City came in and swooped in and said, we'll take him off your hands and then just load him out for a few years. I think that's very much a possibility this summer. I think if nobody else takes him, Manchester City will. And and probably loan him back out to Yorona for another season, worst case scenario. I, the Tati will not step foot back into New York. He will never come back here again. All right. You, you take that to the bank because if he does, I'm going to replay this fucking episode. I mean, if he does, that would be great. But I mean, it is, is that realistic at all? Like after scoring, after being like one of the, I'm not, I'm not saying he's come back for good. I'm just saying, I'm just saying to come back to, for, to kind of amplify, to amplify his, his, his stock. Even for, even for a cup of tea, could you imagine the fucking optics of him having that season that he did in La Liga, then coming back to NYCFC playing while waiting for a move and then getting hurt? Like that doesn't sound fucking responsible at all to do with I mean, a player that he, you're. He could sign a contract with somebody and, and blow out his knee in the very first game. Like you, like playing. Yeah, but avoiding injuries. Yeah, but, like... and, and, but the NYCFC would be that 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 that's that's out of their hands at that point. They want to make the money off the guy. They don't care what happens afterwards. I hate to sound so cold, but let's just face facts. It's the business. They don't give a fuck what happens to Tati Castellanos. Uh, after he leaves their fold, whether he becomes a great player or a bad player or gets hurt and never realizes his potential. They just want to make the fucking money while he's hot. Like, 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 and now's the perfect time to sell him. And I'm pretty sure, like, despite the fact that we've had our individual criticisms of the front office this season, there's no chance they're going to take a chance with that kind of investment. That's, that's Tati right now is high-value merchandise. You can't just throw him out there on the fucking, you know, like, uh, just, just for argument's well, sake. So I, like, either way, Arena. now that Girona's season is over, his loan expires this summer. He 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 has to like he had he's going to return to New York City. Whether he plays or well, not is is one thing. But until he gets bought by somebody, he is going to return to his owned club, which is us. I, I, I just I, train until he gets a permanent I, transfer. See, I, see, right now, I think that they're already talking deals. Right now, that, I think they're fine. weighing out that's all fine. the. I think I, I think they're weighing out the possibilities right now. I mean, we've still got a month to go until you know deals can start formally going going through. I'm pretty sure that the, the NYCFC is already in conversations with other clubs about his services and negotiating prices. I'm sure they're already talking to Manchester City in case one of the deals falls through to see if they can take them off their hands for for a price. Like like there's there. I I agree with what you're deal. saying, but. Brenner's deal is already was already announced. Angolo Conte's deal was announced. Messi's like mm-hmm. all, even though the, even though it's open until July fifth, like they can still announce deals that aren't official until July fifth. Can I, th- I, th- I think I think July fifth is like the earliest they can make their debut. Uh, so so they so they can, but but deals can still be made right now. Oh yeah, like right yeah. Now. So, uh, and and NYCFC is he's in the shop window right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. Like right now, as we're talking right here, as we're sitting down and talking to each other. Well, I'm not sitting down. I'm walking around doing things. But as we're talking right now, I can almost guarantee that David Lee is either on the phone or was just on the phone about Tati Castellanos and his future. And I I don't foresee. I would be very surprised. I'll leave it at this. I'll be very surprised if he ever puts on an NYCFC kit again, even in training. Would you be surprised if we saw a picture of him at the at the training facility in Orangeburg? Yes. So you you, you don't even think he's no. going to return to the United States? Oh no, I don't. Okay. I think he's going to stay at Yorona, Personally, I think the move is he'll go. Nobody will think he's worth the price. He'll go to Manchester City. They loan him back out to Yorona. Okay. 
Kind of just like what happened with Mixed Disc Group. Remember that? Where he was out on loan. Manchester City bought bought his contract off of us and then kept him out on loan to that club. Yeah, well, that was prime or, That was prime money laundering, so. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, like, they get it while well, the getting's hot. NYCFC has never had a prospect like this. Tati Castellanos is Jack Harrison and more. Mixed Disc Group should have never been on Man City's books in a million well, years. Well, I, I mean, he shouldn't have. But, I mean, at... They just saw an opportunity, seeing as NYCFC didn't feel like shopping him out and had already bought out his contract and pretty much had no use for him. They're like, maybe this kid can do something out on loan and we can make him a little buck off of him. You know, not much, but, you know, like, I mean, he he made a World Cup squad, so he's always going to get that, like, benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Wearing the number 10. <laughs> yeah, and never played a minute. I think he was the only player that didn't play a minute in that World Cup for us. So, yeah. Oh, man. No, but I. This shit. Tati doesn't come back. No chance. I'm ready to wrap up. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I guess, I guess, uh, I mean, I, I don't, we don't really have to talk about it too much, but I mean, we, I mean, we already, uh, we alluded to it earlier, but uh, today was a pretty historic day for MLS. Uh, second coming of Jesus Christ Himself, Lionel Messi, um, announced as a uh, announced that he signed, has agreed to terms. With Inter Miami, he is coming to MLS. He will be here. Uh, I'm assuming after the July 5th. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming he'll probably come earlier to get acclimated, or not acclimated, but like come here um, and just do the whole PR press conference shit. But um, as of, I mean, I know Fabrizio Romano tweeted out that he's uh, he's not going to play until next season, but I, that's I don't think that that's true. Um, I think that we, he will debut this season. I think the earliest that we potentially see him debut is in the League's Cup, which is at the end of I mean, July. Fabrizio Romano's got a good track record. Yeah, but I don't think he understands the MLS, the MLS uh, uh, I cal- mean, calendar. Either, I mean, either way, I mean, we don't really have to worry about it, at least not at home, because yeah, no, we already played in Miami. So. Yeah, we, we see Miami away um, at the end of September. Um, so that is the only time for, unless, Eastern, unless in the Eastern Conference playoffs, which neither one of the clubs are right now in striking distance of making. Um, I'm, call- I'm calling it right now. I'm calling it right now. 2026 in Queens, City Field. We're going we're gonna to give him the Gonzalo treatment. Messi won't be here that long. Messi won't be here that long. We're going to play a game of total football. We're going to play a no. game of total football, wipe the floor with Miami, 3-0 NYCFC. We advance. We're going to host MLS Cup, and we're going to win that shit at home, baby. Uh, I, I, you lost me I at 3-0. Love... There's no way we're freaking shutting, shutting out messy. Uh, yes, yes, I, we are. Yes, we are. I, it's, I, it's, I think... it's, the, it's the magic of the baseball pitch. I, I, I love your – well, I mean, the magic of the baseball pitch hasn't done anything for us last week, but uh, I, I digress. Hey, uh, hey, but this this is three years in the future, buddy. Okay, but I, I okay, I don't think Messi will be here three years in the future. I legitimately don't think he will last that long. Uh, I think is this contract two and a half? Is this contract two and a half years? Something like that. So yeah, yeah no. His, you, his, his, even his, his last game now, will be on a baseball field. His last game will be on a baseball field. Twenty twenty five. Why not? Twenty four. Yeah, twenty five. Twenty five will be when well, his contract ends. M- M- Miami will be a one and done in twenty twenty five with Messi. I, he, he, he won't strum out at City Field. I, I'd be. I'd also be very surprised if he was here in 2026. He definitely won't be here for that I'm at, long. I'm actually pretty excited to see the second coming of Andre Pirlo in MLS, uh, which I'm referring to Sergio Busquets. Pirlo, more, more sanctions for Inter. By, by Pirlo, for by Pirlo, I mean old man who can't run at all slash move at all. That's pretty much what I equate Sergio Busquets to. 
Well, well, I, the thing is, I, you know what the crazy thing is? I think Pirlo could have been great here. The thing is, he just didn't care. It was just a vacation for him. Because, I mean, we forget, a month before he came here, he was playing in the Champions League final with Juve. Like, it's not like he just lost fucking all, like, of his drive and hunger and skill. And, and, and guess and who he lost to in that final? Uh, uh, Messi. He lost exactly. to Barcelona. He lost to MSN. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I just... Yeah, no, I... I he just didn't care. Let's well, just face facts. And Pirlo wasn't wasn't suited to play in the MLS style. Like MLS is is very fast. Everybody runs, and and Pirlo does oh, not want to run. Well, more well, more just, specifically, just, just looked, jersey sales, to be honest. I mean, more specifically, he wasn't suited to play in our system because the reason why he was able to play at fucking Juve to begin with and be a deep lying playmaker, uh, aka a defensive midfielder who doesn't really play that much defense, <laughs> uh, it, it's because he had Arturo Vidal and Paul Pogba and do Paul all the work. And his fucking prime to, to, to like around him to like to defend and play box to box and you know because like, Juve wasn't using a ten at that time like really. And yeah, he was just able to to do that. And unfortunately, we had a midfield of Frank Lampard, Mix Discarude, Quadwo Poku, Medi Bellucci, and a few others. And did, did I name anybody who can play any kind of defense in that in that, uh, in that crop of players? Oh, Ned Grabavoy, I guess. Yeah, no, that wouldn't have uh, that wouldn't have been good. That was never going to work. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's it's so depressing talking about this club right now. We're digging up painful, repressed memories of 2015. This is bad. I mean, well, on, on the bright side, I uh, I snagged two tickets to uh, August 28th, uh, Red Bull versus Inter Miami um, for forty five dollars a ticket, and that yeah, was good, that yeah, was good for you. Buddy. I did that yesterday. And uh, as of today, like three hundred dollars. Uh, I think you need to go a little bit more north of that because as, as of today, five hundred dollars is the minimum price to get into any seat anywhere uh, in Red Bull. I, I, I think you're. They can I go fuck themselves. I think you're a scumbag for giving Red Bull your money just to see Messi play. I didn't give. I didn't give Red Bull. I give Ticketmaster my money. <laughs> uh, Red Bull's getting a cut of that too. That's all right. Because um, I, I mean, I, I'm going to have a decision to make. Because the more the more north that this price goes, I I could sell this tickets to this one game and fund uh season tickets for me and my wife for next season <laughs> to, because at this rate i'm gonna have to get season tickets to afford the home inner miami game next year <laughs> I, I i mean i would sell them now no, <laughs> like, I'm, try, I'm trying to get a g per seat so i can pay for these season tickets in cash cash okay <laughs> okay so I, so I can get my season ticket rep who i've <laughs> Who's he's he's now he stopped with the uh, random phone calls and random text messages, but for a little while there earlier this season when we were actually doing semi okay, he was pretty adamant that he wanted me to buy season tickets. Yeah. But yeah, so um, Saturday RSL away, never won there. Trying to get our first dub in Rio Tinto slash rebranded to America Whatever. First Field. Who cares? <laughs> that sounds like some place where you would go to see a Trump rally. America first field. Oh, Jesus. In Sandy, Utah. Who cares? Home of the fighting Mormons. Let's just end it, man. Who cares? They don't even play in Salt Lake? <laughs> no, they no, it's Sandy. Sandy, Utah. What false advertising. Yeah, kind of like Fort Lauderdale FC. <laughs> or yeah, New Jersey Red Bulls. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna put a bow on this bitch. Um, make... With a Carson Galaxy. 
<laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that last one out there. Make sure, make sure that you, uh, since it's an away match, we will have our pre-match space on Twitter. We will have our halftime 15-minute space on Twitter, and then we will migrate over to our Discord server for, the Chester Union. for post-game. Uh, post-game, I'm assuming it's going to be a post-game bitch fest with us probably coming out with a negative result for this match. Sure. But it'll be fun nonetheless. Um, so cover yours real quick because we out, bitch. New York is blue. We should.